Don't let me get in front of a mic right now! The Three Man Weave Podcast is back, finally. The men have congregated on the eastern seaboard of the United States. We're sitting in a small adject bunker waiting for a nuclear silo, preparing for the most lit podcast of 2017. It's your boy, Zach Broner, coming in, about to murder insight into this league. Keel, to my left, what's good? Yo, what's Gucci, though? What is Gucci, though? We just had some Shake Shack hot chicken. Highly recommend. Cherry, what's good? What's good, my friends? We're back. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm drinking some grapefruit, some lemonade, a nice Sunday night. Chilling in New York. We got we got a special guest join. It's kind of trailing the break, you know, three-man <laughs> weave. Yo, three yo, weave. That's the most effective position. That's the most effective position. We got noted NBA philosophizer. Guy who invented the triangle, coming in from University of Pennsylvania, consumer psych major, David Walter. How are you, David? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for the great intro, Zach. It's good to be here. Avid fan of the uh, Three Man Weave, and uh, you know I've been wanting to get on the show for a while. So thanks so much. Of course, man. We're excited to run it back. It's been a uh, slow summer. Been tough to coordinate uh, pods, but we're excited to be back, and we got big things coming. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a little mailbag. Thanks for sending in the questions. We had a ton of questions this week. A lot of popularity coming out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, as some of you may know, me, David, and Nikhil were out in Vegas. Shout out Vegas Nash. Is there? For Summer League. Shout out Julius. Um, we, had, we had a good time out there. We were there for the first weekend, saw a lot of ball. MGM. But um, yeah, so uh, Jameson from uh, Seattle wants to know. What were you guys' main takeaways from Summer League, and uh, what are some things that you uh, learned while you were there? Nikhil, you want to kick it off? Uh, number one, I mean, I thought it didn't disappoint. That was the number one thing I took. Like, all the rookies that everyone, like, touted this, like, Summer League as, like, one of the best of, like, recent memory. Um, Jason Tatum was a baller. Uh, Donovan Mitchell showed out. Um, Lonzo took him a little, like, a uh, game or two, but he, he got going. I thought there was a lot of great talent in the Summer League. Um, but overall, I mean, it goes into our next topic later, but, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. I thought was the most, like, he was my biggest, like, guy from that summer league. I think he's my rookie of the year, but we'll get into that later. I got two main takeaways as well. You know, I've been to a few NBA games over the years, and I think the first thing that jumped out immediately when you watch these summer league games is these dudes are playing their ass off. These yep. dudes are all playing mm-hmm. for a job. Yep. And, and you get to the no, NBA, crazy, right? yeah. you see guys that are comfortable with their roles and, you know, they know what they're doing. So they're not trying to be the star. They're not trying to hit, you know, every shot as many times as they can all the time, you know. Um, so that was the first thing that stood out and, like, so much effort on the floor. It was pretty crazy. Second thing was you sit in the stands, you see all these conversations happening between guys, personnel on different teams that you wouldn't expect, like the GM of the – Nets talking to a random player on the Jazz. Like, you can really tell the NBA is a pretty insane. I was talking to that Grizzlies dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just writing down three, four punch. People people know each other, and you can tell a lot of stuff goes on in these moments when everyone is kind of in the same space. So it's pretty cool to see. Um, No, I I was just going to say that um, I've been to a few summer leagues over the years. Um, you just, have? Yeah, oh, like over time. Sick, Yo, it's kind of dope, Kid right? is a vet. <laughs> I'm a vet. I'm a vet of summer league. Yo, dude, this was the first time I've ever seen the arena sold out. Yeah. Like, it was packed for Lonzo. I've never seen that in my life, like, like going to summer leagues. But this was crazy. I've never seen that kind of environment. I think moving forward, this is going to be, like, the, like, main show of the summer. Like, yeah. everyone's, like, and that, that was what I was going to say. Like, like, even without the Knicks or the Bulls, being good. Lakers Lakers obviously climbing back to relevancy, but the NBA is still in a really good place. Obviously, like we showed up at noon the first day for the Lonzo game, which is at 5 p.m. I'm even saying Lonzo game, but 5 p.m. game. Mm-hmm. Shit was filling up at noon. We had to like crazy. save seats. Um, crazy atmosphere. My biggest takeaway was just that um, the NBA is unlike any other level of basketball and how defined players' roles are. Um, in Summer League, I think we saw a lot of guys like get a little bit out of their element. A guy like Jalen Brown, like, handling the ball, going up and down, trying to play one-on-one when in the, in the league, you know, 
he's very limited in what he does, 3 and D show athleticism. But I think that's one of the ways that we do get sidetracked looking at Summer League. Like a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who put up 37 in a game at Summer League, he's not going to get those shots, not going to be asked to do that at the NBA level. So I think the evaluations can get a bit skewed. Yeah. Um, I know, I mean, I'm sort of that too. Like you walk away, you're like, oh my God, like Kuzma is nasty. But, you know... Kuzma is not. Kuz- Kuz- yeah. I thought Kuzma was great. Probably I'm a big fan. Probably I'm a bad. Fan. Probably a bad example. But nice. um, he's nice. I think like people saw expanded roles, and in order to judge someone, you know, it's really how are they going to fit into the into that role that they're going to and eventually fill in the NBA, which is mostly you're a shooter, you're a defender, or you're a big who runs the floor, and, yeah. and that's most of those guys there. Yeah, you you see like with with no like pressure on them with like. For these top guys, at least you see what they're capable of. Exactly. Like we saw, like Jason Tatum, like taking like turnaround fadeaway, like post up moves. Like I've never seen that from him, like through college yeah. or anything. Right. It's 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 cool to see that. Obviously, he's not going to be doing that on the Celtics, mm. but it's like you see what they're capable of and like how good they could be. So I think it's a good like it tells you what they could do. But but then um, you know you sort of settle back into yeah, your NBA exactly. role. You also look at some of the stuff they struggle with on the floor and that yeah. stuff. That's going to get exacerbated throughout the season. Like when Lonzo Ball is having scoring issues and he's yeah. really only taking pull up jumpers and going to his right, you got to wonder when he's going up against bigger bodies in the paint during the regular season how that's going to work yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we can just jump right into our next topic, which is rookie of the year predictions. Um, this question came in from actually from Australia, from Kenneth. Um, Kenneth from Brisbane. Shout out to their support for the podcast. Um, good town. Good town. It's a great town. But, um, yeah, who do you guys like for Rookie of the Year? Uh, Cherry, you started off. been a little quiet today. No, I was chilling there. I think Markov Fultz, a lot. Oh, Cherry was the only one not in Vegas, by the way. Yeah, I, I did not make the trip. I regret it. But uh, I think 76 is going to playoffs. So it's going to be a duel between him and Ben Simmons, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I think the Sixers definitely make the playoffs. Um, I'm just like, but what do you think in terms of usage? They I have, they, have, they have Simmons, they have Embiid, they have I yeah. mean they have, they have uh, what the fuck? Fultz, everyone like coming off like uh, who's the guy coming off the bench? Um, Sarge. Sarge. There oh, you go. Sarge. Sarge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Sarge coming Sorry. off the bench. Like who knows? Like there's so many good like players in that team. How can um, how can Fultz get the usage you think he can get? I'm like I'm looking around. You see Tatum. He's got a role. We know this. He's on the Celtics. He ain't playing. Fultz number one. He's at, he with Seventy Sixers. You got Lonzo. I know everyone's high on him. I'm high on him too now. He's disgusting. But like they're not gonna win as much as everyone thinks. He's not gonna shoot as well as everyone thinks. Like we already said. And yeah, but- Dennis Smith. He gonna ball. Best believe he gonna ball. But I believe in Fultz. I've seen the tape. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna thrive. I know the usage. You're worried about that, but he's gonna put up 14 I'm, and seven, and that's what we're gonna. It's gonna take the win. I'm, wor- I'm worried that I agree with you that he might be one of the best rookies or true rookies. But at the same time, like if he doesn't beat out Ben Simmons for that lead ball handling role, he's gonna be very marginalized on that team, especially with JJ Redick taking being on the side issue. JJ JJ Redick will be the object of most of those kickouts. You need MB needs his looks. Like if if Fultz loses that camp battle to Simmons for. Their like lead creator, what have you, yeah. what have you, whatever it will be. I mean, listen, Simmons is going to end up playing on the high post, throwing like Jokic kind of passes. Simmons is going to get a lot of touches. He will, oh, but he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be bringing up the ball unless it's on a miss and it's a fast break, and, I mean, and he's kind of like that Draymond yeah, roll ball in his hands. I still think they're going to cannibalize votes though, like for, for no, yeah, 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 in yeah. general. Like this, that, that's what's going to work against him. I think Fultz is the, by far like one of the most skilled guys in this rookie class, but. They're going to like take away votes from each other. I'm going to start off by saying Dennis Smith Jr. lock. For yes, oh, yes, but, but I want to ask the yes. gang here, what is the precedent for a guy like Jason Tatum, who's clearly, in my mind, the, one of the top two most skilled guys in this draft, yeah. going on to a team that was the one seed in their conference? I mean, this guy, not only will you have a tough role in the team, just given Jalen Brown paying in his position and, you know, Gordon a number – and Gordon Hayward, a number of other all-stars like Al Horford, Isaiah Thomas. But what is the precedent for a high draft pick – you know, number three going to a team this good, and and what is like the history kind of showed itself to be on this? No, I mean I, I'm I'm not going to speak for the history. The I, Lakers, it happened with them when they had yeah. that, that. uh Who was it? I mean Baylor, Dar- Darko. Baylor. You look at a guy like Darko. <laughs> Darko, yeah. He and I mean, look, dude, the, the Pistons almost got Mellow that year. Yeah. What would Mellow have done if he went but, to a team? But I, I mean, that's the he thing. ain't getting minutes on that. Yeah, team. <laughs> the thing. I, I, I think 
Brad Stevens looks down that bench for bench minutes, and it's an important game, it's going to go to Jalen over Tatum because of the defense. Also Crowder. Also Crowder. Like, I, like I, in, in, in a playoff game. In, <laughs> he in rolls a, his eyes at Crowder. In a playoff field. game, <laughs> if, he's looking down, if he's looking down the line, I think those minutes are going to go to Jalen Brown. And, and But we'll see. I mean, Steve, Brad Stevens is obviously very flexible. He's going to find a way to get everyone minutes. Why doesn't everyone just give their give their favorite and then give a low-key guy that you think could actually sneak out of the, out of the woodwork and make a play? I mean, I'm going to say favorite right now, Dennis Smith. I watched him in the summer league. This dude is the most athletic guy I've seen come off a bum knee like he had of all it's time. Absurd. It's absurd. He took over games. I would say... Coming out of college, his passing was severely underrated. This dude was making cross-court passes with really good vision um, at a really high rate. And, you know, obviously it looked almost as good in my mind as Lonzo from a passing perspective. His scoring was off the charts. He was hitting every open three I saw him take. He gets to the rim with such ease. He's super fluid. I don't think there's another candidate in my mind. ACC product. Just want you guys know ACC. You got a, you, you, you got a low-key guy on that, if, on that? If, I'll say this. If Dallas doesn't make the playoffs, which obviously I don't think they will, it'll be tough. But from a rookie of the year perspective, I think he's going to have such an amazing t- statistical season leading that team on offense that it's not even going to be a question. I don't, from a low key perspective, I don't really have a good guess. I think I think the top five picks are, are pretty refined and are, are going to be the. The only thing player. is about Dennis Smith, I'll say, is that you have Yogi Ferrell there. He played well, and Yogi, I, I know yeah. he's, I know Carlisle. Carlisle said, "Yo, he's going to start day one." But you have Yogi, Seth Curry, and you also have JJ Barea, like Wes. You have, you have a lot of guards on that team. So yeah. It's going to be tough. I mean, they're, it's disgusting, though. But best believe... Their floor is going to be just like weirdly spaced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite, like I said, will be Fultz. But, like, lowest of keys. Does Donovan Mitchell count as a lowest of keys? That's a good like, point. That's a good point. It's a fair point. I think he'll get, he'll get a chance. In, he's uh, starting, he'll right? He's, got a, he's, he's a, a starter? No. He's not a starter? Not start. Yo, they're, the best, not. they're the best player in the league. Joe Ingles. You saw? <laughs> Joe Ingles. They got, they got Ricky yeah. Rubio. They got Ricky I looked Rubio. at him. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll get time. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, my, I, I, so I have Lonzo for rookie of the year. Um, can't say it enough. I think he's going to average 10, 10, and 10. Something close to there. Um, may, maybe even 15 assists. Like, I, like, I know this take sounds hot coming out of my mouth. I just had hot chicken. But, like... He is the best passer I've ever seen in my life. I don't think that people realize that he's unique in a way that we it, that doesn't really match up for your traditional expectation of assist numbers or passing. I think he's going to be absurd in L.A. I'm locked for lead pass every night. Then my low-key guy is Luke Kennard. Oh, my God. I love him. I know him to kills on that, too. I love him. Um, Detroit, the, right? Yeah, yes, Detroit. Sir. The American Ginobili. If things go downhill in Detroit... And they put Drummond and Jackson on the block, but on the trading block, I think Kennard could average twenty. Start Kennard and Avery Bradley. That's no. your backcourt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, like that, that that's the only thing holding that guy back from being a really, really good player right off the bat. Like in summer league, he was so good. He was so his, crafty his, and his good. He was so crafty. His footwork was solid. And you know what's like for for a rookie, the biggest thing is confidence. Yep. And Kennard is so confident. He came out there like first game, just like making plays, Pass fakes. not 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 even hesitating. As a shooter, if you don't hesitate, like that's did he huge. cut his hair? I don't, I don't he know. He needs to cut that hair. <laughs> He's a sick um, fuck, dude. Do whatever you want. He's an absolute sick y'all. I'll give him that. That, that guy's yeah, sick out of his fucking mind. I know. I, I, I love I love the Manu comparison. He that's my same uh, thing for him. Um, my pick is Donovan. Uh, sorry, my bad. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, I think my low key guy could be Lonzo. But I don't think I don't think he averages only because of usage. Rookie of the year is all about usage. I agree. Like if you get um Lonzo's been on the ball in the hands a lot. He he's he's gonna start off at a point guard for them. So that's why he has a chance. Um I think uh Dennis Smith Jr., if he starts, Yogi Ferrell's gonna come off the bench. I love him. I watched that game where he broke out, dropped like 35, 30. whatever it was. Yeah. Um but Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna start that team. He's the new Derrick Rose with the jump shot. And I think like he has that same explosiveness. He has that same like potential. I think he's that good. So shout out Cuban, shout out Dirk. But uh, next topic, free Kyrie. My guy, let him out. I never liked the prison of LeBron. I hate LeBron, and I just love seeing someone finally wanting out. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that take. I like. I think Kyrie has a right to get out. Um, first of all, like he got his ring already, so. 
for like if you're going by the legacy thing, like he can do whatever he wants from here on in. And when we look back, he'll have had his ring. Thank you, Cherry. He ain't no for, AI. For fist bump. He's not no, he has his ring. Like if, when, when we go back in 2030 and we look back on Kyrie, he got his ring. So you can't you can't put him in that ringless group. And he has reporters asking him, what's it like to have LeBron as your dad? Like your dad. Your dad. Like I would want to fucking leave too. Hold up, hold up. Reporters are asking him that, but LeBron is not sunning him. Yes, LeBron is sunning him. Yeah, it's like LeBron is low key. It's not even low key. Highest of keys. Highest of keys. LeBron is the most condescending motherfucker I've ever seen. But I'm saying LeBron tries to do it in a very low key way. Yeah, okay. But it's very, very obvious. man. As a as a player, like man to man, like I'd feel that same shit too. Okay. Okay. It's heating up in here. Zach, Zach, let's let's do a scenario. You're the first pick out of the NBA draft. You have three years of literally the shittiest basketball of all time on a team that was destroyed by this guy leaving. He comes back. You're immediately in three finals in a row. He gives you the ball at the end of your second finals. You hit a shot that will be replayed for decades to come. You're averaging 25 points a game. You have the you have a higher percent of shots on the game than LeBron James, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah. And you're telling me you're un- unhappy because yeah. you've been slightly condescended. It's not, it's not slightly. Context, you, context. Don't get, you don't get your due praise. You get blamed for every single loss. And third of all, it's not like he he went to Cleveland, right? There's been front office instability throughout his tenure there, and then he signed a deal thinking I'm going to be the guy, and then. Whatever it was, 10, 11 days later, LeBron's like, I'm coming home, becomes the savior of the city. And he Kyrie brings him to the chip, dude, three office. years in a row. What do you mean? I mean, context, that shot that Kyrie hit was after four minutes of no scoring. They yeah. were all shooting. J.R. Smith put up a shot at that point. Yeah. He could have been the hero. Context. You know? like, it, it, LeBron didn't gift Kyrie <laughs> that shot. Kyrie created that because he's a fucking savage, yeah. and he needs his own team. Like, all right. That, that, man, Kyrie. that aside, what are your guys' <laughs> predictions for the Kyrie's trade situation? I think personally he's going to stay. I don't think any package – or stay for now. I don't think any package that, that they're seeing right now is, is enough for them to take. But once the Timberwolves can trade Teague at the, at, in December, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking Teague and Wiggins for Kyrie in, I mean, in December. I heard, I heard they're ready to deal Wiggins today. So if they want to do straight up Wiggins, Kyrie – Cavs better say yes, Don, say no more. I don't like but Wiggins. I agree with you. I don't like I think the Cavs are taking no. Bledsoe in that package. Over that, that's the better package what is it? available. It'd be I heard Bledsoe, Bledsoe, Bender, and the pick from Miami. And the free, yeah, the Dragon's oh. pick. You're taking Dragon Bender? The I mean, listen, man. Wiggins, that's, that's a good pick. Bender's like, that, That's a good like, package. All the, all the advanced stats on Wiggins' defense say he's, he's terrible. He's obviously yeah. got the potential, but LeBron doesn't have time. So he needs a ball handler like Bledsoe who can guard the leading scorer on other teams. I don't care what LeBron wants, bro. He's already gone. Like, say less. You know? Say more. <laughs> Hot take here. I think if Kyrie goes to training camp with that team, he's staying. And I think I think LeBron is yeah, going to... Yeah, no, I agree. I think LeBron's going to tell him, I'm resigning here next year. Because I think the main issue with Kyrie is... I mean, forget all this condescending stuff. LeBron James won't sign more than a one-year deal. Yeah, and that must a, be pretty freaking yeah, annoying. He's holding the franchise hostage. Right. That, is, that would fucking piss me off. And I think, I think if LeBron ends up in training camp, this dude... Is gonna resign. Sorry, if Kyrie ends up in training camp, this dude's gonna resign. It's all gonna be happy. Go I don't lucky. think LeBron's gonna resign. Yeah. Well, I first of all, it's not even Kyrie's decision at this point. It's the Cavs, and I don't think the Cavs will 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 make any. Tra- I I don't think they're gonna trade him. I, I agree with your Jeff Teague like prediction. Like they may wait and see what happens. Yeah. I don't think it's good for the Cavs. I think it's gonna make them worse just because like for for culture purposes, but. I agree with you. I think the best package available is the Phoenix one uh, with Bledsoe. Uh, I think that's like a solid like replacement for LeBron to work with. Um, but I think that that's the best thing available. But I don't think the Cavs trade him right now. I think they wait for a little bit. If I'm Kyrie, I demand to be out like he's doing right now. I don't go to camp. I do not go to camp. You don't don't go to camp. But you have to play in the games. Otherwise, you like get fined, bro. It's yeah. all good. Those fines always get like. They get taken away well, once it's over. Watch yeah. him play that out, though. Let's he's not going it. on strike. Listen, he's not man. going on strike, yeah. but I, I'm going on strike. Here's the thing. I, I, I think if you're LeBron, well, we'll get to this next question. We can kind of go into it now. The next question is, what is the future of LeBron? I think if you're LeBron, you say, I, I know for a fact that by myself, I can take this team to the finals. No matter what happens with Kyrie, what happens with Gordon Hayward going to fucking Celtics, I don't think LeBron's worried about getting back to the finals. So... If they have to go into camp with Kyrie and the culture is bad, I don't give a fuck. If they get 45 wins, LeBron will take that team to the finals as long as they're in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I think the idea that they need to move him today 
for whatever package might like they're going to wait this out until they get a package that they believe in either to rebuild or, or if they want to rebuild or they want to grab mellow and bledsoe but they're not going to jump the gun just to help just to just to do a Kyrie a favor yeah. or have some cultural benefit you yeah. have lebron james no the culture doesn't matter like i hate lebron but at the end of the day he's taking that team to the finals no matter who's with him as long as he has Kevin Love and like a decent amount of shooters. Exactly. That's why I feel the same way that the Cavs won't make a move yet. I think they're going to make a move midseason, if anything. Yeah. yeah. Because they're that confident in like LeBron taking them to wherever they want to go. Um, I do think that LeBron – it was interesting last last year he mentioned that um, I've accomplished basically – like I don't have to yep. prove anything else. He like he, he came back from that uh, – the 3-1 thing. That's a huge accomplishment on his like resume. So what does he have to prove left? So why not just go enjoy like the rest of his career? That's kind of I, I feel like yeah. that's his mindset yeah. right now. So uh, people, the people that are saying LeBron wants to go to LA are saying he wants to build out his post career while he's in that kind of later stage of his actual playing career. Yeah. And from a competitive standpoint, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I get that this dude has a big brand, but it's LeBron James. He's the most competitive guy in the NBA right now. I just can't see him going to a team like the Lakers unless they get at least Paul George, but if no, not another big free agent signing, and he's. And these guys like Ingram and Lonzo develop really, really well. I, I don't think the Lakers should make that move, but yeah. But do you think he's actually the most competitive player in the NBA? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think he lost that finals was, was very content with losing that. Yeah, part. he he would. He, I don't he, think he was he, mad he, at all. He, he Kyrie he Kyrie literally said, "I am sick to my stomach that he doesn't. He like losing is okay with him. Like he was sitting there, he was just like he was smiling at that. He's like, "Oh, I put up a triple double. What else did you want? Like numbers are numbers. You didn't win, and KD put it on your head." I think I think LeBron wasn't content with losing. I think LeBron put everything he could out there. The dude averaged a triple double in the finals, just like you said, and he realized right now they didn't have the firepower to beat this team. But exactly. Curry, but Curry almost put up a triple double well, too, though. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I'm we're saying talking numbers, numbers, but, 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 you know? for, for that exact same reason. The fact that he was like, okay, I did what I could. I can't do anything else. I think he's gonna move on with his like. He needs career. a new situation. Exactly. He's gonna like. I don't know if it's L.A. I think something changes moving forward that. Cleveland is in a hole they have no way to dig out of. They, they traded, yeah. they traded exactly. future picks. They're cap strapped. Like sure, they're they're sure, locked sure. into this LeBron, Irving, Love, Thompson, and whatever you can J.R. Smith, J. too, bro. We got, whatever, we got money. Whatever you can get for Love and Irving, maybe that's the change you can make to like micro-fracture their current ro- roster yeah. composition. But he's sit- Cleveland is a sinking ship with or without LeBron. Like, okay. That's fine, but the thing like is, they like, won't win the he's chasing this ghost that's Michael Jordan. He's not going to win on the 6-0 versus 3-5 or whatever it is, right? He's not going to win on the finals record, so he's got to do something amazing. I think he knows if he takes down this team with Steph. But he can't. If he takes down this team with Steph, KD, Clay, and Draymond, but that like, will but overcome. Like that's, but that's not, that's, 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 not, not that's not within the realm of possibility, though. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. Stop it. Like, if you're LeBron James, you're not thinking that way. Stop. <laughs> I mean, they got, I think, I think they they got smacked. So you're trying to tell me LeBron James is defeated. Yes. That is disrespectful. I don't think it's disrespectful, dude. They got smacked 4-1. The Warriors got dude, significantly better this offseason. If, K- if KD doesn't hit that shot, everything changes in that series. I mean, that's, I agree with that. You, you can go back to any yeah, series exactly. ever and say that. Like, okay, but if Draymond doesn't if, get suspended, In his head, he said Draymond, it comes down to one shot. So I don't agree with you that he really thinks there's no possibility. I mean, one shot, okay. I, I, I really don't think that. I, I think LeBron's sitting there saying, I can't beat this team in my current situation. I like red and, and, wine. And, and, that's what he and, likes to and, say. And, and, and if, if you... If you're buying into LeBron so much, then why doesn't he just say, "I I want to be in Cleveland the rest of my life"? Why? If he he could say that today and make everything all better, and and people he could say that fly. today. People, he could people, sign a five year max and say, "No, I mean it's just true." If 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 he was buying into the situation, he would go out today and you know press conference. Cleveland is my home. I grew up here. I'm going to be the rest of my career. And then every all the chips would fall into place. Kyrie exactly. would have confidence. Yep. And everyone can operate That's in good fine. faith. I'm not saying he's necessarily staying with the Cavs. I'm just saying he will not be making other moves that aren't based on maximizing his potential to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's yeah. what we're all saying. Okay, yeah. Kind of, yeah. But, like, <laughs> but, but, but by, by him committing to some team, people would come running. Like, if, uh, he goes to, if he goes to LA, he's bringing stars with him. Did I don't Paul think he goes, I, I actually don't say, think he goes wait, to LA. Okay. But but did, where he goes, where, where, where is he ending up? I, I, I don't know that. I just want to know one question. Did Paul George actually say he doesn't want to go there if LeBron goes there? I saw that I like know. real quick. I think he ends up in LA, New York, or San Antonio. Facts. I don't think San Antonio, though, because Kawhi don't mess with him. Interesting. I don't know. I just think Kawhi Le- would mess with LeBron. If he's I, don't think, I don't think the Lakers should make that move because they have Lonzo, a guy who's going to make like, he's a floor general, he's making things happen. 
adding another piece like LeBron, he's the best player in the world, whatever, like, yeah. skill-wise. But I don't think that fits their, like, new culture. You but, signed him to a two-year deal. I don't... It doesn't fit their new culture. Like, yeah. All right. Next question. Who... What team that's rebuilding right now do you think is in the best position to build down the line? So these are teams that are not in contention right now. Um, obviously, you have all the hype surrounding the process, which seems to be somewhat on its way to completion. But who's a team that you really like right now? What position they're in, even if they're not contending today? Who wants to start taking this one off? Cherry. Cherry. I mean, you said it, bro. The process. The originators. I got them in my Twitter bio. I am all in with Sam Hinkie. I got the shirt. Trust the process. Everything. I'm with Hinkie. Um, they're disgusting. And then they signed JJ Reddick to a one-year, twenty-three million dollar deal. So you're saying if he doesn't work out, that's twenty-three million off the books for next summer. We get another max player. They could get LeBron actually. They could. You got. You got. And <laughs> B and B gets better. Fultz gets better. Dario will probably trade him. You still got Gussie. Okafor's still there, ready to be traded at any moment. Yeah, he's got I mean, like, shit. Yeah, it's bad, but like he's still a guy who could put up 17 for you if you need a power forward, you know? I like them a lot. The Knicks, trash. The Nets, they could be too. They keep flipping these. They're taking these bad contracts on, but yeah. like those players aren't bad that they're taking on. D'Angelo Russell, project right there. Yeah, we might, New York might have a point guard. Let me, let me follow up on that because that was my pick, actually. My pick was Brooklyn. Um, if, if you consider the absolutely horrifying nature of that trade they made with Boston, where they're at right now with what they're building in Brooklyn, I think they've almost they've been one of the more low key success stories in the league the past of the past you know calendar year. They're um, ahead of schedule. They're ahead of schedule, and like you said, they're 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 putting some young talent together. Um, and I I, I do agree. I think D'Angelo is going to be a star. Where he'll have a very high usage rate for that team. Get a ton of shots. Play with a great coaching staff. Um, and, you know, the articles that ESPN's been doing recently, the Zach Lowe article this week, it just seems that they're building something really special in Brooklyn that is here to stay, sort of independent of this, you know, horrific past and the, the sort of awkward composition of their roster right now. I'm a bit worried about the Crab and Carroll acquisitions because I feel like that kind of marginalized Karis LeVert, Isaiah Whitehead, Spencer did did with their minutes. But Jefferson, Hollis Jefferson. Hollis Jefferson. I mean, you know, they're like I said, they don't have they don't have their pick next year, so um it's really all about I mean I, they get they've acquired picks, but it's all about kind of playing as hard as you can, building that culture, but at the same time you want to have some young player development going too. My team right now that I'm looking at is the Suns. I mean, you look at a team right now that's in trade combos for Kyrie, and they're gonna give up, you know, a guy like Bledsoe and one of their good young players, like either Jackson or Bender, and they're still in a great position. They've got future picks. They've got a guy who put up 70 in a game last year in Booger. They've still got Chris, Ewis, one of Bender and Jackson. I think you know they're also on a great timeline considering the Warriors are not going to go down for the next three to five years. So that's a team I like a lot right now. I think I think they're in a great position going forward. I heard Chris got fat. Is that Very true? fat. Yeah, Very Chris, fat. Chris put on some poundage. Very sure. fat yeah, at summer league. Crazy. Terrible crazy. attitude as well. <laughs> Horrible attitude. attitude bad really? body language. Very bad body language. Um, I'm excited about the Lakers. Um, I think from a culture standpoint, I think I don't think Lonzo's as good of a passer as Zach makes him out to be. I think he makes the simple right plays. Like he'll get that rebound and like throw it up the floor to someone. Like we saw that going to Kuzma so many times in summer league. It was crazy. I think it's a good culture, like peace, and I think drafting him with a veteran like Josh Hart, like college veteran. Yep. Um, love. I love that pick, like love. that draft. So I, I love what Magic's doing right now. I think it's great. You um, know who runs the rim well too? Yeah, Randall. Yep. Randall. No, I, I, will I, run. I'm excited to see how they turn out. I don't know if it's going to be great right away, but I like what that does. I'm the other team I wanted to mention was the Kings. Yes, dude. I love their draft, but I'm not excited about the fact that they're like. They brought in George Hill. They drafted Frank Mason. But you have a guy like De'Aaron Fox. If you want that guy to be your future, like give him the reins right now. Yeah. Signing George Hill is the biggest flop I've ever seen in my life. George Hill can play off the ball, though. He's a great vet, and he can play off the ball. He has to play. He has to play. But they have to to put De'Aaron Fox on the ball. He's not an off-the-ball type player. And in summer league, they were playing him off the ball a lot. That's not his game. So I think they need to put him on the ball, have a lot of confidence in him, and give him the keys to that team. They, they literally messed up the draft by signing George Hill because you have 
Like you just said, Darren Fox. You have Buddy Heald. And you have Frank Mason. Yeah, like, uh, Justin Jackson they drafted. I know. I love their draft such picks. Such a mistake. I love their draft picks. I think they're going – like it's better than I ever would have expected out of them. But the yeah. George Hill signing kind of confuses things because if I'm De'Aaron Fox right now, I'm like, am I starting? <laughs> am I coming off the bench? That, that shouldn't be what you're yeah. like, your it's got a three-year going through right now. $60 million deal. Like George Hill is playing basketball next year. He's starting. He, he has to. He's a good Yo, player. Shouts out to the double-headed monster that is Vivek and Vlade. These young guys are blossoming in front of our eyes. This is the greatest front office we've ever seen. I gave them props, but Hold like, up. I'm not. I'm I also want to mention they also drafted Harry Giles, which is a great yeah, pick for them. That's a great pick. And, and, and great I want to go back to what you said about Josh Hart with the uh, drafting mm-hmm. college veterans. Oh my God. I love that pick. I, first yeah. of all, I love that pick, but I also think that we've seen a trend recently in the NBA with. Teams trying to, I think, overthink the draft a little bit, take these kind of diamond in the rough kind of guys. The projects. I like what the Kings did. The Kings took a Kentucky, a UNC, and a Duke. I mean, obviously, the players can change on the margin, but I do like the idea of taking blue blood players who, you know, perform well in college, played on big stages in college. A guy like Josh Hart played a national championship game. A guy like Justin Jackson won a national championship. De'Aaron Fox, you know, these are guys who have played in big, big situations. My, my thought on that too is, um, uh, well, we can actually let's, let's keep going. But I think I think drafting veterans out of college is a big deal. I yep. think it's a great move for these teams. Um, but yeah, we'll, no. We'll and, and, and and last last thing I'll say is like, I think it's really good for Lonzo to just be around like a guy like Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. We'll end it there. What is the biggest threat to the Warriors? Going into next season as the defending champs, it could be anything, not just the team. So let's say you want to say injuries or whatever it may be. Obviously, injuries are a threat to anybody. But what do you think could be the biggest thing next season that prevents the Warriors from getting back to the championship? North Korea bombing the U.S. United States of America, bro. They, there is no threat. KD gets hurt. Word, bro. Steph Curry comes back. Curry gets hurt. Klay Thompson shoots. Draymond. Nick Young. JaVel McGee. Zaza. My new guy. What's the kid? Morgan. What? Jordan oh, Bell. Bell. Jordan yeah. Bell. Bro, I forgot. Oh, they, they got. They oh got. My God, bro, bro, that's what I'm saying. The only thing that's stopping my them is North is Korea, bro. Built. Come on, like, you have, is this a real clean. question? You got, you okay. got some? No, I mean, here's my thing. I, I, my one worry for the Warriors is that they're going to have an obsession with like democracy during the regular season. Um, hear me out. That they brought in sort of. They've upgraded so much at the end of their bench. A guy like Nick Young is now like their 12th man, right? And they're going to want to get him minutes. They're going to want to, you know, emphasize their culture, emphasize their unselfishness. Every person on their roster right now, except for maybe Damian Jones, deserves minutes. On any team. On any team. On any team. McCaw, Caspi, Jordan Bell, Nick Young. Caspi. Like, that's a great pick. Yeah. Like, like if if they want to do this shit the way they've been doing it the past couple of seasons... The big four is going to be playing like 25, 26 minutes per game in the regular season. It, it, it's, just, it's just a mathematical limitation. Um, so if they wait too late to sort of rev it up and, and start getting these guys in their 30, 35-minute groove, um, I'm worried about sort of their intensity level if the Rockets are able to acquire a third piece. That being said, you know, based on my LeBron comments earlier, I think the Warriors are kind of a runaway in a way that I haven't seen in my sporting career, like obviously this take could be you know thrown back in my face if they don't win because they're one of the biggest favorites we've had yeah. uh, in the past couple of decades. But I mean they're locks. But <laughs> Keel, you, you have anything in the way? No, I, I think the biggest <laughs> the biggest challenge to the Warriors is complacency. Yeah, I, I think that, that's kind of similar to what I was saying. It, it is similar, but I think the fact that like KD was so hungry for that ring, you saw him in the finals. Like that wasn't like he came to play. He was ready to go, and he was he was balling. But like, he wanted that one ring so bad. What's like, I'm, what I'm worried about is does he like repeat that this year? Like, yep. is he as hungry this year to like get another ring and like yeah. keep this dynasty going? That's my biggest concern. I think like they they're upgraded from last year. I love Pat McCaw. Love. I love, love. absolute beast. I, 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 I love I love I love Ian Clark. Kid eats. I'm sad they don't have him anymore, but I think the the Caspi signing was huge. I think the uh, Nick Young signing is also huge. Those are versatile guys, small forward type positions who can play like two to three like positions and then it fits really well. Um, I think they're upgraded. It's all about like KD and like the, all their mindsets. 
Like, do they come to play? Regular season doesn't matter, but in the playoffs, are they complacent or are they like there to win? Yeah. Uh, are they that hungry still? Like they they were on a redemption tour this year, but do that does that repeat like moving forward? Sixteen and three next year. I, I'm gonna say this. I don't want to beat a dead horse. The Warriors are winning the chip next year. I don't think they're batting an eye at teams like Houston and no, OKC. I don't think so. I will say this. Play. You look at Houston especially. Who can they acquire that would put them remotely in that conversation? Right now, they've got a great backcourt. Golden State doesn't give a shit about what your backcourt looks like. If you don't have a massive big in there to create havoc on these guys, you're not going to touch them. I mean, I, 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 agree, I agree with that take to an extent. I think, But I think for the team at the Rockets, it's about putting yourself in a position to take advantage of something weird. Like let's yes, say yes, yes. I think it's about putting no, yourself, I putting yourself as close as possible to if something weird happens, the Warriors, you know, injuries obviously, but yeah. but I, I think it's it's cold streaks. It's, it's put yeah, it's putting yourself as close as possible. Let's say the Warriors go absolutely sicko cold in the in, in a Western Conference Finals, and the Rockets are as hot as possible. That makes it an even series, a toss up. So, I, I, and I've heard from homies, not saying names out here, but that. Uh, that the Rockets, like, that's exactly their mindset. Yeah. It's like, they're preparing for that situation where the Warriors, someone gets hurt. Or that they yeah. go super cold in the playoffs. Like, they have the kind of firepower to, like, offensively at least, to go and compete. Like, they can go win a game against the Warriors if they're shooting the lights out. Yeah. So, um, they're always prepared. I don't think the Warriors care. I don't think they're concerned. But I don't think any team right now can add a play. Like, I always said, it's a hot take. But I thought, like, you put the Eastern, Eastern Conference All-Stars versus the Warriors, they wouldn't beat the Warriors. Because True. because of culture and the way, like, ball movement, like, the way they play together, yeah, it's hard for a team to come in and beat that, like, that kind of thing. It t- it'll take a year or two for a team, a new team coming together to beat yeah. them. Like, okay, so. given everything we just said about the Rockets, though, I just want to bring this up. Would you or would you not take the Spurs with Chris Paul against the Warriors over the Rockets with Chris Paul as is? I would take Pop. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was Spurs. Too, yeah. I think I think Chris Paul should have gone to the Spurs, and I think that would have been a more formidable opponent for the Warriors. Yeah, next year. I mean, I, I said this. I said this. The second that Paul George and we haven't we haven't touched on OKC yet. I'm gonna move on a bit, but the second that Paul George got traded to OKC, I think the Warriors won the championship again because it showed that you aren't gonna have any of those three truly elite stars teaming up. I think like a Kyrie, Paul George, LeBron would have been kind of scary. But I think the, the second it was like you're gonna have all these pairs of two all across the exactly, league. Exactly. I think the second that Paul went to OKC, it was like okay, some teams are gonna get a little bit better, but no one's gonna put together that elite threesome. So where does Melo fall into this conversation? I mean, I, he, he's not a factor. He doesn't push one over the edge. I don't think he pushes. I, I think. I agree. Can, I agree. If he if he commits to being a FIBA four uh, four man on any of these teams, he'll be great. FIBA day. Yo, I, I love FIBA Melo. Like, yo, he's, he's nice, like, when he plays that position. Steve Nish. And I think, like, Thieves. if he goes to the Rockets and does that, he'll be very effective for a long time coming. It still doesn't put them over the edge. I agree. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on. We're going to uh, wrap this up by giving our playoff predictions. Uh, we're going to start with the West. We're just going to run it down one through eight. I guess we'll – let's all give our takes, and then we can sort of debate afterwards, okay? Sounds good. Keel, you want to start off? We'll go, we'll go left to right. Oh, start with me. Which conference first? Western Conference first. All right. So it's it's kind of like position wise, I'm not sure, but here's what I have so far. I have the Dubs. Um, I have the Rockets right now as the two seed. I have the Spurs at three. Thunder at four. Five Nuggets. Six Timberwolves. Seven Portland. Eight Lakers. Um, my hot takes: the Lakers make the playoffs. But for for Zach, that's not a really hot take. Um, that's pretty cool but, for me. Yeah, I know it's. Yeah. I, I know it is. Um, cool and I mean, cool. we, we can debate it later, but you go on. All right. Give me yours. So I have one Warriors, two Rockets, three Nuggets, four Spurs, five Thunder. <laughs> you, know, you guys are out here laughing. You're a clown, dude. Three. I'll just go back to three Nuggets, <laughs> four Spurs, five Thunder, six Lakers, seven Timberwolves, eight Utah. I rest my case. <sighs> Sheesh. One Warriors. I got the Spurs at two. Rockets at three. OKC at four. And Minnesota at five. And then Portland at six. Nuggets at seven. Jazz at eight. No Lakers. Walsh. I got Warriors at one. Spurs at two. OKC at three. Houston at four. Denver five. Minnesota six. Utah seven. Portland eight. No Lakers either. Nah. I, I mean, I think the Lakers are like... 
it's maybe a long shot, but I think it's it's a fair hot take to make just based on culture. I think they may be like a year or two away from actually being consistent in here, but I think I loved what I saw from them in summer league. Uh, like I don't think people understand that Lonzo and KCP might be the best backcourt in the league. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't K- think people, K- I don't, KCP. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Someone get this man's, bro. He yeah, just said yeah. KCP and best backcourt in the same All right, sense. Move, move, move. What's the biggest thing here that we're debating? Okay, so Lakers let's, start, let's start right here. Let's start right here. Nuggets. No, we're, no, no. We're gonna so you got Portland then. Out. I have Portland out. I think Utah's going to be very good. That is disrespectful. You think Utah's well, going to be very good? What makes Utah great? I think great Utah's going to be unbelievable defensively, and they're going to play games in the high 80s, low 90s. That pace of play, yeah. That pace of play is going to be very slow, methodical. So, so they add Rubio, right? They yes. add Rubio. Who plays up tempo? He's a good. Up he's a good defender. No, good, good, good defender. I'm not, I'm not taking their defense away, but give me offensively. A Donovan Mitchell, we think is great, but he, I don't think he's going to get enough playing time to make. Who do you go barrel with? Draft seventeen. But, but yeah, they, they can be fantastic defenders. Do you think Rodney Hood teams. can make the leave and average twenty? I think he, he did could, that. But I don't think that pushes them like enough. When they had injuries, Rodney Hood was put up twenty a game. Yeah, I mean, he's a season. nice player. I like. I think Rodney here's Hood. like I think Gobert. By himself gives you a top five defense. Yo, Rodney Hood is on my role player's team. Oh, he won. No, I think I think that team could be good. I think they'll be competitive. I don't like. They may make the playoffs, like one of the bottom two seeds or whatever. But I don't think they're dynamic enough to like push anybody. Of course, exactly. they'll get swept in the first. Yeah. Round. Also, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's start from the top though. Spurs or Rockets? Let's debate that first. I think uh, Rudy Gay going to the Spurs is a low key move. That it's not like fantastic. He's still hurt though. He's still hurt, but he's not fantastic. But like, I think it's a good, like, a decent move. It keeps them like, where they're not—they're not, not going to drop to like a five seed. They're going to be around the two, three yeah. range still. Pop is like a genius. Um, I think the Rockets just are more dynamic, uh, but the Spurs are more well-rounded. All right. I think the question gets interesting when you're looking at that four seed. I mean, besides yeah, Zach, we're all agreeing that it's going to be Dub Spurs. OKC and Houston as mm-hmm. a top four. And, you know, I respect the Nuggets, too. I think, you know, it's a potential dark card for that four seed. But these guys are going to be playing their ass off not to play the Warriors in the second round. Yep. And I think, you know, there's a lot to be said for who's going to come out on top between those three teams. I got Houston at the four. I think OKC is going to be unreal on the defensive end. And I think they're going to give regular season teams a really tough time. Possible. Well, what what puts OKC that, that like, far in front defensively? I mean... Just Paul George. Is that you got really? Paul George. You got Roberson. You got Adams. This is a strong defensive I, team. I think it's a strong defensive team. I'm actually not sold on that combo of Russ and Paul George yet. Um, I think it'll be decent. It'll be better than people maybe expect. But I, I actually think the Nuggets could beat them in a series. Me too. I think they're a better overall team. Yeah. Coming at them like yeah. offensively and like as as like a cultural unit. I'm, I'm big on culture. Like I no, know I'm you big, are, right? I'm huge so, on culture. So I think that's a better team overall. But I, I picked the Thunder over them be, like from a seeding perspective because of star power. Like at the end of a game, like you can throw it to Russ and he's gonna go get a basket. But star power matters more in the playoffs but than it does. Like, it, in the it does. Season. But like here's my, here's in the my series though. Right. Look at the yeah, look at the Nuggets four years ago, three years ago when they were a fifty-two win team. They looked great. They had Iguodala, I think that was his last year yeah. there, and they fizzled out pretty fast in the playoffs. I think the Nuggets are like a year or two like, again, a year away from being like yeah. Real but let's just be real. They had, they had the best offense in the league after they start after they inserted Jokic in the yeah. starting lineup. Like, yeah. they, like that's a fact. My it's defense. It's, it's defensively their issues, but my comment about OKC is: Can Russ adjust back to being a normal basketball player? I don't know. Like, I don't know if he. Yes. Can, I don't know if he can like go back to what he used to be. I mean, whatever. He, what he used to be basically a, a light version of what he was that last season. But can he go back to being like okay? I have a perennial all-star next to me that I need to show respect to on and off the court as I'm not the guy here with no questions asked anymore. I don't think it's just Russ, though. I think it's also the rest of the team. Can they look like, to somebody else? Exactly. Like they, they were like gunning so much for him getting his triple-doubles every night that like can they adjust to being like... Steven Adams, we all thought like after that one like playoff series against the Warriors, yep. we thought that guy was going to be like maybe an all-star the next season like or close. Yeah. Like That guy regressed so much because of Russ. Yeah. Like him gunning for his, like triple doubles hey, every night. Let's not forget Patrick Patterson, good addition to the team. Yeah, no, he's Listen, a great. He spaces things out. But, I gotta say this. Let me just say one thing. If one guy is more competitive than LeBron, it's Westbrook. I think Westbrook proved what he needed to prove this year, which was that he is an MVP caliber player. I think he knows the only thing people are still questioning about him is can he be a good leader on a good team that's not using him every position on the ball. And I think Paul George is the perfect guy to play with him. But, he can play off the ball. He's a good I, shooter. I, I like, I know, I he's like a great him. defender. I, yeah, he can run I the like floor. Him. 
my, my worry is that he's going to go the wrong way in terms of like being unselfish. We always talk about this. It's not just pounding the ball for a whole position and then making a kick-out pass for a three. That's not unselfishness. Um, I think the biggest thing for them is can they make it Russ and PG and the guys instead of just – if PG gets lumped in with the guys – they're, they're screwed. Cooked, cooked. They're cooked. See you it, later. It has, Paul George has to be like exactly. known and yes. looked to as basically what KD was before. Exactly. No, I it has to be yes. Russ and PG and the guys. And I, I don't think Russ necessarily knows how to go back to that kind of democratic outlook. The, the only reason why I think that works is because I think PG doesn't need the ball in his hands as, as much. much. He can defer a little bit more. So he can play off the ball better than... I mean, Katie plays off the ball great, but like he was more of like yeah. when he was on the Thunder, he was on the ball more. I think he can defer, like play more catch and shoot. I think it might work. I, I still don't think it's like enough. To, like, I think I think adding that. veterans like Patterson Felton will really Patterson, help. Yeah. Will really too. help in that regard in terms of making a good dynamic on the team. And on top of that, I think Presti and the management of that team knows exactly what they're doing. I think they're gonna have a a, a, a huge role in creating the tempo and telling Russ like. Give him some of the reins. Make sure this goes smoothly. So, I, I think that's going to be a really good team for this yeah. year. So, um, another team kind of in the the bottom. I think it's interesting at the bottom of the ranks in the West, right? Yeah. So, what about Portland? What do you guys think about Portland? I got him in. Dame Dollar. Shut out. The letter O. Take a listen. But um, honestly, <laughs> Nurkic, bro, like they killed it with him when they got him. He got hurt. The Warriors swept him. Like my man's leg wasn't broken. Who knows? Maybe they won the title last year. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> They're nice, bro. Like, I can't believe you have the Lakers making it before Dame Dollar. I, I, I'm McCollum. Come on. Zach, what do you have to say? Evan Turner. Them? We got boys out yeah, there in I'm, Portland. I'm just not high on them. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm higher. Uh, look, I, I think, know you've I seen think, the CJ Brickley video where bro, McCollum does those 50 dribbles. I think they're fine, but I'm higher on... You know, L.A., Minnesota, Utah, and the Clippers that I am on Portland. I, I don't think their ceiling is necessarily high enough. I, I think Portland, we all know what we expect from them. I think any given night, like Dame or CJ can go, can go off, off and win a game for them. That's like, we saw that. I was actually concerned that versus the Warriors that they would give up a game or maybe even two just because CJ and like Dame would just go off. Um, but they didn't have – every other team in the West made a move, and they – they're kind of at the same position. So I think they're still going to be a borderline playoff team. That's just kind of how they are. Like, yep. so, like that's, that's their ceiling. That, that is their ceiling. And they'll ceiling. hover around there somewhere. They need to make more moves like to be able to move up and down, but that's my take on that. All right. We'll, we'll slide into the East because we kind of hammered some of those West teams. Abysmal home. East. Abysmal East. The competition is weak. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll do the same thing. We'll start. We'll go left. To, we'll go right to left this time. Um, give your rankings, and we'll, we'll see where the debate lies. All right. In my East, I got Boston at one, LeBron at two, Washington at three, Toronto at four, Milwaukee at five. In my opinion, those five are a lock. Then we got Miami at six, Philadelphia at seven, my fucking boys down in the city of brotherly love. I love that shit. And I got Charlotte at the end at eight. What do you guys got? All right, all right, all right. I'm bad, I'm bad. I got one Celtics, two LeBron. No, actually, no, 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 no. Two Ronto, three Cavs, four <laughs> Wizards, five Bucks. 76ers at six. No, no. Heat at six. 76ers seven. Charlotte eight. You keep saying Ronto. You mean Toronto, right? right? The six. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we the North. I heard Rondo. That's what I keep hearing. Oh, yeah, Rondo. I have, <laughs> I have one Wizards, two Celtics, three Cavs, four Bucks, five Raptors, six Miami, seven Philadelphia, eight Charlotte. Um, but I still think the Cavs are winning that conference. You got Wiz at one. Yeah. You going to all the games? Yeah. I'm going to a lot of games. I, I, <laughs> I think one Celtics, two Wiz, three LeBron. I like that pick. Um, four Raptors, five Heat, six Philly, seven Charlotte, eight Knicks. I'm going to go with that because you know what? I respect the Phil Jackson firing so much. I love that's that. Right. I love it. That's why. That's why. I'm going to give it to that. But yeah, go ahead. All right, I mean, I guess. Did I, wait, wait, time out. Didn't I, I didn't even have the Bucks in there. My bad. All right. But I'll give the Knicks like that, that spot just for that. But I think the Bucks make the playoffs. All right, let's so let's run like I guess these points of contention, um, and we'll sort of center around LeBron. You know, I, all of us had them below the one seed um, for sure. So, what do you kind of predict the narrative of, of of the Cavs Celtics sort of dynamic could be to be this season? And and I, I guess I'll I'll take it. I'll start. I think that the Cavs are gonna 
take their foot heavily off the gas in the regular season, especially with the uncertainty around Kyrie and him probably leaving that roster at some point. I think LeBron's going to go to management and the coaching staff and say, just let me ride. Let's make the playoffs. We'll get home court first round, and then I'll win you guys. I'll take you guys back to the finals. Um, so I expect them to fall down the standings a little bit. And same thing for the Celtics. I think it's the exact opposite. The Celtics are going to be a good regular season team. They're going to they're going to have some. They're going to put up numbers in the regular season, but um, at the end of the day, you know, I don't think they're going to win a playoff series against against the Cavaliers. Um, I you know I I, I agree. Um, I think I have the Cavs kind of lower on my on my Eastern Conference because the uncertainty with Kyrie. I also think they're going to take their foot off the gas as well. Um, and I just think the Celtics, like, they have a lot more talent. They're going to be playing hard all year. Uh, the Wiz have always been pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, I, that, that's Eastern Conference is kind of up. But, yeah, it's coming up in the air. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, Boston needs that number one. Yeah. They need, they, that, they they need home court advantage more yeah. than the Cavs do. I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I think what, I think what becomes interesting is looking at this middle chunk of Washington, Toronto, Milwaukee. I mean – you know, last year people were pretty low on Toronto. I, I, I still think, you know, Kyler I resigned. I think they're still a confident bunch. Apparently DeMar DeRozan's working on a three point shot. I think that's gonna be an interesting team still. I think they're still better suited to take down the Cavs than the Celtics are. Curious what you guys think about that. Also Milwaukee, I mean, Giannis could be an MVP candidate yeah. this year. For real. Yeah, Giannis yeah, could I, I love like, Giannis. Do not do not doubt that this team could come out of fucking nowhere. And make the leap. And make the leap. Because when you got a guy like Giannis who makes differences on all ends of the floor, like Anything is fair game. I think this team could or could not realistically contend against LeBron in a way that Boston can. I love that take. I'm actually, I'm actually like very disappointed I didn't have them in here. I think I just forgot to write <laughs> them in. Um, and I wanted to put the Knicks in there just for, for Zach. But I'm wearing the shirt. I know you are. Um, but I agree with that. I think the same way I feel like about Portland, that they, they've kind of like they're at their ceiling like close. I think the Bucks just have a lot of potential to fill. Exactly. And we haven't seen it all yet. I think they're a very good team. It's a shame Jabari went down. It's a shame. Yeah, it is. Was, I think we want to see him a full season. We can't see that happen. All right, so do we, do we all think Warriors for the championship next year? That's my pick. I say I'm going to hold that in reserve and say we got to see what happens with the Cavs. I think if they bring back the same squad, you can never count out LeBron, but I'm still picking the Warriors. Uh, sure. Me too. So but if, if, if Kyrie goes, you still don't pick the Warriors? If Kyrie goes, I'm, I'm definitely higher on all right, but like overall, it's the Warriors. Overall, like, it's 100. Yeah, Warriors. just yeah, yeah. with the kind of soft, tepid, and north front of the Warriors. I need credibility <laughs> here. Yeah. I can't. I can't give too hot. Just credibility. Um, <laughs> this is my first podcast. This was fun, David. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, you're great. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back with a little more regular schedule, hopefully going forward. And uh, thanks for listening. Here's the uh, cue the exit music. Is there? <laughs>